And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Adlin. Well, the dairy market has seen significant shifts over the last two years. Ben Lane, senior dairy analyst at Terrain, says these years have brought changes in production, exports, pricing, and other factors that have forced the dairy industry to adapt and innovate. The dairy market has seen significant shifts over the last two years, with 2022 and 2023 standing out as distinct chapters in the industry's history. 2022 was great, largely because exports were so strong, and, and especially cheese. We, we had a big advantage in terms of really strong cheese exports, which is not the norm for the industry, but it's been a positive trend. 2023, we saw those exports slow down for a few reasons, but mostly because we just kind of got priced out of the, the global market. So when those went away, we saw you know prices, milk prices really suffer, and they dropped pretty quickly down to some pretty dismal lows that triggered a lot of insurance payments and DMC programs to levels that we hadn't seen before. So I think, you know, we've learned more lessons about how we have come through these two years and how volatility is probably, you know, here to stay. It's going to be a fact of life and we're going to have to figure out how to how to manage that going forward, especially as we become more reliant on global markets. Well, the ever-changing dynamics of the dairy market have led to significant shifts in production and operations. Well, we've seen a lot of shifts. Uh, I mean, we're always sort of going through consolidation in various forms, but it is something that we're seeing, you know, people start to position how they make milk and look at efficiencies, especially when you have kind of limitations on your ability to grow milk production. So we don't, we're not just in nonstop growth mode because you've got a lot of base programs, you've got other things in place that are limiting production expansion. So we're forced to look at kind of new ways of of getting benefits from scale and looking at things like dairy on beef cross and all sorts of new ways to sort of improve our efficiency and manage in in these new this new era the beef market has played a pivotal role in shaping the dairy industry in 2023 it's been huge it's in a position where for those especially that can take advantage of dairy beef cross it's been a big benefit in terms of not only getting that added revenue on on the calf side but you know those are heifers that they're not having to deal with raising at this point so it helps with the ability to not you know when you can't really grow expansion grow your production that's been a big benefit enabled not to have to hold on to as many heifers as we might normally have otherwise and on the other side slaughter rates have been high because you know cattle beef cattle prices are high and, and it's really just pulled up all those markets so it's helped us kind of like trim our milk production and sort of hold us back from really growing when we had a big year like 2022 so we're still keeping production relative steady. We're just looking at ways to kind of optimize that production now. Well, dairy beef crossbreeding has become a lucrative avenue for dairy farmers. It just holds us back from, you know, when we see a glimpse of good prices, it holds us back from overproducing suddenly and responding to that. So it makes the milk supply less responsive, and that helps us maintain strong prices when we do have that strong demand. And we do still have strong domestic demand. Export demand has been the part that's been a little shaky. But on the supply side, on milk supply, it is helping to provide a little bit more support so that we're able to... uh, When we see opportunities for higher prices because of strong demand, it helps us from not overshooting the mark on responding to that and overproducing milk like we might have in the past. Class 4 prices are predicted to be significantly higher, leading to issues like depooling. Yeah, so right now um, we're seeing a really big divergence between Class 3 and Class 4. The next couple of months, the futures are looking like Class 4 is going to be 4 to $5 above Class 3. So that's way out of the normal range. It's not you know as bad as it had been in a couple of years ago, but it's enough that you start seeing things like depooling. And it does also 
kind of regionalize some of the benefits to where you've got heavier class four markets, they're going to be feeling a little better than, than places like the upper Midwest where you're more class three heavy at a time like this. So there, it adds to the volatility. Uh, a lot of that has been driven by kind of the simultaneous slowdown in cheese exports. Plus, you've got pretty good domestic demand for butter and relatively tight markets there. Cream prices are high, so butter prices have skyrocketed to all-time highs. And the outlook for 2024 appears promising in terms of milk prices. Generally speaking, I think next year milk prices are looking good. They're looking similar to what we've been seeing uh, the last month or so. Kind of once we bounced off the, the lows, we've kind of fallen into this $18 range, $18 to $19 range. That's what futures are looking at. I, I don't have a reason to really disagree with that right now, but I think that it's going to feel a lot better with feed prices coming down. There will still be high interest expenses and their labor is still going to be a challenge. There's still going to be high costs, but feed prices will provide some relief for sure. So I think if we keep prices coming, kind of where they're at, they're going to feel a lot better margin-wise as we look into next year. But there's still going to be volatility. So if folks haven't started thinking about how they're going to manage through that, that continues to be an important piece. Once again, that's Ben Lane, Senior Dairy Analyst at Terrain. While highly pathogenic avian influenza is on the spread again, Christy Miller, Communications Director for the Missouri Department of Agriculture, says that producers need to be prepared for more possible outbreaks. If you start to notice that your birds are acting sick, out of the ordinary, or even dying suddenly, Miller encourages producers to take this seriously and get your birds tested right away. Call your veterinarian so that they can get in touch with the Department of Agriculture. And what we will do is one of our animal health team members will come to the farm and take a look and see what's happening. And essentially what they have to do is have those animals tested that have already perished. And then once a case is confirmed or not confirmed, because sometimes that's the case, it's, you know, other things happen with poultry as well. It's not always HPAI. Then they take the necessary steps beyond that. If a producer does have a confirmed case of the virus, then there are certain protocols that have to be followed to reduce the risk of spreading it to other birds. Our animal health team and USDA will work with that farm, again, whether it's commercial or backyard, to take care of that challenge. But the birds are depopulated just because this is a disease that we can't medicate birds to save them. It's going to continue to spread. Once it gets into that flock, it just is difficult to stop. So USDA officials and our Department of Agriculture animal health officials will then work with that farm to take the necessary steps. And the big thing with that action is to keep it from spreading to other farms. Now, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, while the risk of humans contracting HBAI is low, it is still a possibility. Miller says that there are some easy ways to avoid getting sick. The key here is that people who are with their poultry, whether they're commercial or it's important for them to keep themselves safe too. This is the case always, whether there's high paths running through the country or not. Just to be sanitary and to be safe, when you come in from working with your animals, wash your hands well, take care of your equipment, keep your equipment washed up, and just things of that nature. Just regular things that are just smart practice for all kinds of diseases that can pass from animals to humans. And while all this can sound incredibly intimidating, Miller reassures that our national food supply will remain safe regardless of how much this virus spreads. Another thing it's important to understand with high pathogenic avian influenza is that the food supply is safe. Birds that are impacted by high pathogenic avian influenza do not enter the food supply. So it's important for people to understand that eggs are safe, poultry products are safe. It's not an issue that they need to be concerned about when they go to their grocery store. As always, people should cook poultry to the proper temperatures, no matter, you know, all times of the year. They should cook eggs to the proper temperature and handle eggs safely and handle poultry safely. All the things that we're always talked about when we talk about safety inside the kitchen. So it's just really important that even though this disease is coming back into the United States, the food supply is very, very safe. So that's important for consumers. You can learn more about HPAI on the USDA website or contact your 
local veterinarian. We're out of time here on American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.